Hey, what's up, you guys? You're listening to the Psychology Channel with Tegwin and Eden, and today we are going to be absolutely dunking on the show 13 Reasons Why. 13 Reasons Why. Welcome to your tape. Burr, burr, burr. This is going to be the first part in a series we're calling Dunked On. Yeah, this show really deserves to be dunked on. Um, But before we get into it, I'm going to do what Netflix did not do and put a big fat trigger warning at the very top of this episode. Because obviously, if you're familiar with 13 Reasons Why and why it is so controversial and why, in our opinion, it is so shitty, like, you know that there's talk of suicide, sexual assault think those are the main two bullying lots obviously lots of talk of of suicide so suicide and then graphic depictions of rape graphic depictions yeah of sexual assault and graphic depictions of suicide too so we're gonna talk about it we're not gonna talk about it extremely graphically but we will be talking about suicide and sexual assault in this episode because it's relevant so if that's not something you want to listen to that is fine and we will hopefully see you here next week not see you here i guess but hopefully you will be here next week All you right. will hear us next you, week. Hopefully you will hear us next week. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, our format for this episode is, I, like Tegwin pointed out earlier, we are going to be dunking on 13 Reasons Why. So we are going to give you our 13 Reasons Why. <laughs> 13 Reasons Why sucks so fucking much. It's <laughs> It's bad. <laughs> It's all bad. And before we start, we want to go into, we just, we did do some background research on this episode. So we have a couple articles that we're going to be reading quotes from, uh, from Psychology Today and the National Institute of Mental Health, a couple articles from there. And I mean, if the National Institute of Mental Health is speaking out against this show, That's I don't know why. You, exactly. <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't believe what we're telling you when we say this show sucks, but just in case you don't, you can go to the National Institute of Mental Health's website and read some things about why this show is so terrible. And hear them um, scientifically dunked on on. yeah exactly exactly so let's let's just jump right in we surely have a lot to talk about in this episode yeah for those of you who don't know 13 reasons why is a netflix show that aired in 2017 and it's based off of a ya novel of the same name it's about this girl who from his school who recently killed herself Mm -hmm. and he's like basically unlocking the story or learning about the story of why she killed herself because that's what the tapes represent and they reflect who well i i guess she she dedicates a tape to different characters in the Mm -hmm. show so each tape or each side of a tape reflects like one of the characters which imagine like that's so we're gonna get into that (laughs) sorry (laughs) really shitty but yeah yeah so basically you know from the get-go that this girl hannah hannah baker has committed suicide and then the main care the other main character clay gets these tapes on his doorstep which i was watching clips those tapes are wrapped up so sketchy when they get left on his doorstep i was like that shit looks like a bomb do not bring that into your home. Like, why did this, why? Like, he just brings it into his home, just cuts it open. It's like, what's this? It's literally, like, wrapped in brown paper with, like, white tape around it. And I'm like, that, what? Like, hello, Ted Kaczynski just left that on your door. <laughs> 
Like, don't bring that into your home. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So you know from the get-go that Hannah Baker has completed suicide. She and then Clay, who's the main character of the show, gets these tapes. Big surprise. Whose voice is on the tapes? Hannah, who is now dead. And like Tegman said, each tape basically is about a person and how they, quote-unquote, contributed to hannah choosing to end her life which is pretty whack but like we said we're gonna get into it yeah (laughs) hang on to your seats because we're about to go in reason number one that we had was there was no trigger warning at the beginning of the show like meaning netflix never never announced that it was gonna be like a a triggering show like going into it you kind of thought it was just gonna be like a riverdale like okay yeah it's rated mature i think riverdale's rated mature too even maybe maybe i honestly anyway i I see i see what you're saying it it does present like it's gonna be like riverdale like sabrina the teenage witch or some some shit like yeah like it's like a typical teenage show like oh they say the f word and it's like okay and then it you get to the last few episodes and oh my lord Then you get trigger warnings. Mm-hmm. So basically the show only had trigger warnings for the episodes that were triggering. So it kind of sucks because it's like, okay, well, I'm already like eight episodes in and I'm invested. So it kind of seems like a little bit of a, I don't know, like they're just keeping you sucked in even if you mm-hmm. do have triggers, which kind of, which no, which doesn't kind of suck. It really sucks. It really sucks. Yeah. On the part of Netflix. I see what you're saying. Because they probably knew that if they had put a trigger warning right from the get-go of the show, that they would have lost viewers because there yeah. would have been people who would have or not like watching the show if there was a trigger warning for some of this stuff at the beginning. And honestly, there probably would have been maybe parents, question mark, who maybe would have noticed like from the get-go, like, oh, my child is watching the show with a trigger warning right up top <laughs> for, you know, graphic sexual violence. Like maybe I don't want my kid to be watching this because like you said it's very it presents as a very typical teen drama show so obviously it's going to have a younger audience so it's kind of pretty messed up yeah on netflix's part and then also netflix has the audacity to like okay well they put they did end up putting a trigger warning at the beginning of the show two years after the fact two whole years after the first season aired (laughs) after so many of us have been like scarred by this show i have i was scarred by this show i was scarred as well by this show yeah like i i we talked about this extensively obviously before recording this and like we both wish that we hadn't seen some of the all things all of the trigger li- trigger yeah. <laughs> all trigger of the- things <laughs> <laughs> all of the triggering parts yeah so and we also talked about how like that i don't know it just like kind of underscores people who watched it when it didn't have the trigger warning like yeah I don't know. It's just it's just kind of weird. Well, the thing with the the reason that they added the trigger warning to the very beginning of the show 2 years later was when the third season of the show was about to air. And because people heard they added it because of backlash, not even just Netflix thinking like, "Oh, this is a good idea." Like people heard that a third season of the show were coming out, realized that that would probably draw in not only returning viewers who would just watch the third season, but also new viewers who would go back and watch the first season as well. So because of people stirring up controversy about it, Netflix decided to finally, two years after the fact, put a trigger warning right at the beginning 
of an extremely triggering show, which it's like, do better. <laughs> like, do better. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to move on to our second reason. I think it's safe to say that if, like, our first reason is that just blatant, I guess. Yeah. Like, uh, that I'm, problematic. <laughs> like, literally, that is so harmful. Yeah, it's it's all bad. It's all bad. I didn't even think about, about the fact that it does really present, like, a Riverdale-type show until you just said that right now. Yeah. And that makes it, like, even worse. I mean, I know it's based off a, a YA novel. Mm-hmm. No, I think like YA novels are typically aimed at like 15 to like 19 year olds. Like older teens. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess. Yeah, that's it. it's, it's easier for younger teenagers and younger kids to stumble upon and watch a show than it is for younger kids to stumble upon a book and like read a book yeah. that is like maybe too graphic for them. I mean, it happens. We were both good readers. We probably both read things at ages that we shouldn't have read them. But uh, but we were just talking about Stephen King, me reading it yeah. as I was 13 years old. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> but like most kids probably wouldn't have done that because most yeah. kids aren't fucking nerds. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we woo, we woo. Nerd, Nerd alert. <laughs> but yeah, I could talk about this first point forever. But our second our second reason as to why this show fucking sucks is that the original suicide scene is extremely graphic. Like I'm not I am in no way over exaggerating when oh, I say absolutely that. not. That literally yeah. I think about that and it I had to take a deep breath. Like I don't know if that deep breath registered, but I had to take a deep breath just thinking about it. It it, it was it was honestly really tough. Like I I'm not a crier, but like I sobbed at that because that was just so scary. It's terrifying. It's really disturbing. So okay, so and and we both watched this for the first time in college. Soon, yeah, soon yeah. after it had aired. So we were like an appropriate age range to be watching this show. Yeah, I, I was 18 it, years old. Yeah, and it was still you were also 18 year old. We're the same age. I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Tegan was 18 and I was 12. Um, but <laughs> no, so yeah, we were both adults when we watched the show, and it was mortifying. So I really can't imagine someone who like is in high school, like or younger, like watching that. It's extremely scarring. But so basically, um, the issue with this is that in in the book. 13 Reasons Why, which I haven't read the book. and I have not read yeah, the book either. Neither have you. But in the, book thir- in the book 13 Reasons Why, Hannah ODs on pills, which is a, I mean, still terrible, but much less violent way yeah. to go. Um, and the show, for some reason, decided that, like, literally for no reason at all. Like, there was absolutely zero reason for this change besides shock value. Yeah, like, shock value and just dramatic effect. Exactly. Like, I get that sometimes when you're adapting books into a show or a movie, you have to change some stuff just because of whatever. But there was literally no whatever in this situation. Like, there was no reason for, there was definitely not 13 reasons for Netflix to (laughs) this. So... In the book, she ODs on pills, and in the TV show, she slits her wrists, very violent. It's a three-minute-long scene. I that can literally just, like, ima- like I can walk myself through that whole scene Me still, too. like, four and it, years And later. I saw it in 2017, and I have not seen it since, because I would never watch it again. I would never, ever watch that. It's horrible. I keep having to take deep breaths, but it's three minutes long that is a long 
scene. Like that is, that's long for a movie, let alone a TV show. Like that's a long scene and it's excruciating. She, she slits her wrists with a razor and we see it. We see it all. We see the whole thing happen. We see her wincing in pain, like as she is cutting into her flesh. And the biggest thing is that I guess all I will say is that she cuts the like correct way. I don't want to say that there is a correct way. I guess more efficient way. Yeah, she. she I don't know. She cuts that the way that will that will kill, that will kill you faster. Essentially, that will allow you to bleed out more quickly. I don't want to say which way it is. I'm sure most people know by this point. But I don't want to just say it because I also have an issue with Netflix just showing that on screen to a bunch of young, impressionable teenagers. Like it's basically a how-to manual is like what I said before, which is just terrible. Like that's what? Like, no. So to that point, like I'm not saying that TV shows and movies should never show, you know, somebody committing suicide on screen even because I think that there are ways to tell stories about suicide and about suicidal people without being so graphic. Absolutely. I mean, like, I, I've i seen a lot of dark movies. I've seen a lot of dark TV shows where a suicide in this manner is depicted, like literally exact same, like bathtub, razor blade, all that. And you understand the picture and it's just as horrible without literally seeing it occur. Like I have seen filmmakers and TV directors like do this exact same scenario in a much more gracious way, Yeah, <laughs> like a way that isn't so shockingly graphic. I keep having horrible. to breathe because I'm yeah. thinking about it. No, because um, literally like when I think about it, that is the most like that is the worst thing I've ever seen on a TV show or a movie because like I'm pretty immune to violence. I think a lot of people are at this point because we just have so much violence in media. But I'm not I'm not squeamish, but that like, oh my lord, that was that was tough. It was all yeah, it was yeah. Like my stomach feels icky thinking about it right now. Like it, it could yeah. make me vomit if I thought about it too much. To this point, the psychology today article that I read, which was written by a licensed clinical social worker named Alana Premack Sandler. In that article, she says, 13 reasons why graphically portrays an act of suicide, a portrayal which is not safe for viewers and does not fit within best practices for media representation of suicide. Boom. (laughs) Like Like that's literally, yes. (laughs) That's it. Yeah, that's it. And it just, it again, another big old fuck you to Netflix because there was no reason to change that from, from the book. Like, I just really cannot think of any reason. Fuck you, Netflix. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm a big fan, but, like, y'all let us down on this one. Yeah, for real. I have such a love-hate relationship with Netflix. It's terrible. Ugh. Anyway, let's let's uh, move on. Yeah, it's not going to get better, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Reason number three was again unnecessary. Unnecessarily graphic uh, rape scenes yeah. in the show. So mm-hmm. um, there's two episodes that feature like once again, like just it just it just didn't need to happen, like. I think most shows do a good job. Like, obviously, yeah, that's something you can talk about in TV shows and you can show and, like, rapes, rape happens and, like, it's, it's like, just a... I don't know. I'm rambling. No, I mean, I know. I get what you're but, saying. It, it's same as the suicide. It, it's a topic that's, like, very important but also very touchy. It can be yeah, done. And, like, you can do grace. it in a way... Yeah. yeah, like, you can you can use, like, implicit means to show that, like, a rape mm-hmm. happened or, I don't know, not, not as 
horrifically graphic as what we saw in mm-hmm. this show. When we were talking about it yesterday, I brought up Game of Thrones, which seems like a yep. running trend in our freaking podcast. We love our we, we love us some Game of Thrones. It's not a Game of Thrones podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the Game of Thrones comparison is is super super applicable. Yeah, so like there's the horrible rape scene in Game of Thrones and it's like yes, that also didn't happen in the book. Well, I'm not sh- I don't know about the 13 reasons why if that happens Does, in the book. I can confirm that the rapes do happen in the book. Okay. And but I'm according sure to my sources. They were not. Um I read that they're also pretty graphic. Oh really? Wow. Um right. But even so, I mean, we already talked about the difference in age range between people watching the show, people reading the book. Yeah, anyway. and then again with Game of Thrones, like Game of mm-hmm. Thrones is a show designed and they're targeted. It's targeted at adults. Like mm-hmm. we know that going into Game of Thrones, like it's on HBO. HBO is renowned for its adult shows. For its um, and then yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, And then also in Game of Thrones, there's that like way to be able to step back because it's in like set, it's set in a fantastical world. It's true. It's like, it's all fictional. Like there's no way to be like, oh yeah, like I was just chilling in my castle. Like, and yeah, like it's, I don't know. It's just uh, not, it's not a relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. 13 Reasons is literally like, these are stories that you hear about on the news. You hear about these way, way too relatable. Yeah. So, and I mean, this, this is definitely not us giving any credit to that scene with Sansa and Ramsay in Game of Thrones. If we are telling you that they handled that extremely poorly handled like scene better than this show did, like that's pretty bad. <laughs> like it's yeah. Yeah, it's just not needed. It's just for shock value. Yep. Unnecessarily graphic rape scenes just for the sake of shock value is extremely exploitative. And our reason number four for why this show sucks so much is that the whole show is very exploitative. (laughs) Wow. A plus transition there, bud. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, we don't really have much to say about our reason number four because it kind of speaks for itself, but we personally feel that the show is extremely exploitative of teenagers, topics like bullying, rape, and suicide for for shock value and for quote-unquote entertainment value. And I think the thing about this that annoys me so much is that Netflix tried to spin it after they got backlash they tried to spin it as like oh no we're we're trying to tackle like important topics and and bring awareness to important topics um but that's just not the case like it was just really exploitative and yeah it, yeah in in the next reasons we will definitely go into how it is not the case that netflix is you know if netflix claims that they're trying to raise awareness about a very important topic like uh no like we have some receipts that say otherwise so yeah no definitely like those those are kind of like buzzwords mm-hmm. like bullying and like rape and suicide mm-hmm. and like those are things that we hear a lot and especially teenagers like those are things that we're like oh, like anti-bullying month and like if you see something, say something and like Mm -hmm. suicide hotline and it's like all that stuff. So it's like Mm -hmm. just having those buzzwords in there just makes it like and like showing them like Mm -hmm. very explicitly and graphically. Yeah. yeah. It just like takes advantage of these hard topics just just for dramatic effect. 
which is really yeah. sad because these are like which is because yeah no like i agree i think like those things should be explored in movies and shows mm-hmm. and stuff but mm-hmm. like you gotta you gotta be respectful of the topic can't just mm-hmm. be like holy moly like <laughs> i don't know i think it's forever yeah like if it's to me like if it's not psychologically accurate and it's like glorifying in any way it's exploitative like (laughs) it's like for dramatic effect i'm like come on now like we can do better than this that that's all i have to say about that i mean the whole show is exploitative so i mean know that if you're gonna watch it i guess yeah take definitely i would not recommend this show but (laughs) If no. you want to watch it, just take everything uh, with a grain of salt. And with that, we'll move on to our fifth reason, fear-mongering with both adults and teenagers. The show uses fear as like a way to just keep you watching, to keep you like... I think a lot of shows do that. Is like they rely mm-hmm. and capitalize on fear and mm-hmm. people think because they were scared of a show or something like that, that it's good. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like, it's just scary. <laughs> yeah, like when you feel so... Yeah. Like, we're always told like, oh, a good show is something that evokes strong emotion, mm-hmm. but like not, I mean, yes, good shows should <laughs> evoke like strong mm-hmm. emotions, but like just because one is folks, that doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. a lot of words no, I, for a lot of nothing. <laughs> I, no, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I think the thing with like, um, like the fear mongering too, is that like, we kind of talked about this before, but like it presents a very, in our opinion, unrealistic view of, of high school and teenagers and bullying even like, sure. I I know that unfortunately the type of bullying that happens in 13 Reasons Why does happen sometimes. Like, yeah, like unfortunately, yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure that it does. But like most of the time it doesn't, (laughs) I guess. And like a lot of the I just feel like a lot of the portrayals of high school and like like I said, bullying, high school life, anything like that. It's really just like amped up, I guess, like very dramatic. Yeah, exactly. Very dramatic, but trying to present like, like, oh, like we're tackling like important issues that are actually happening, you know, so it makes it seem like to parents, it makes it seem like, oh, holy shit, like I have a teenage child. Is this what they're going through on the daily when I send them to high school? And I'm going to quote that same Psychology Today article. (laughs) and say that it says a common reaction of adults to 13 reasons why is fear fear is what is really going on for teenagers today or fear that a teacher's or counselor's actions may influence teens enough to attempt suicide that quote specifically is talking about how the show kind of incites fear in adults who are watching the show particularly parents like i could imagine that as a parent watching this show, if if you think like in any capacity that this is what your kid's life is like as they go to high school, I would be scared. I'd, I'd be super scared. I always say about the show 13 Reasons Why, I don't know why any of those stupid parents didn't just take their kids out of that school immediately. Yeah. With all the incidents and craziness that happens like throughout the show. Like I would have taken my child out of that school so fast. So like as a parent, I can imagine that watching the show is kind of scary because I know that an aspect of the first season of 13 Reasons Why too is that Hannah's parents don't 
get their hands on the tapes until the very last second of the last episode. So like it it portrays them as like being very much in the dark about literally everything that she's going through. And that to some extent to me has enough realistic basis that like it would really scare parents watching the show potentially because teenagers don't like I mean most teenagers don't like to talk to their parents about everything that they're going through. So right. there's that and then um, it's scary to watch as a teenager. Like, imagine watching 13 Reasons Why, like, right before you're going to be a freshman in high school. I would be terrified. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, oh, I my God, I'm going to terrified. high school. I'm going to get bullied. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially, okay, especially as a teenage girl, like, I would be yeah. terrified to watch a show. Like, oh, my God, stay away I'm from gonna, Yeah, little, stay away I'm, from every man. Yep. Mom, dad, send me to a convent. Yeah, I want exactly. nothing to do with men. Like Exactly. 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 That is how I would feel if I watched 13 Reasons Why right before going to school. And I mean, we talked about how shitty our high school experiences were. Yeah. But like, they weren't like this. Not at all. I, I, when I was doing my like research for this, the amount of times that in this goddamn first season of this show, it's just like, and then they sent the picture to the entire school. Oh, what did he do? Oh, he sent the picture to the entire school. Oh, he sent the picture to the entire school. When does that ever happen? Can someone tell me when that happens, please? Can someone please tell me when that happens? Like maybe in like a small town, if you're or if you don't have like a very large class size of people, I could see that happening. But like, I'm sorry. I guess going to high school in LA, I'm like, there's no way that somebody's mass texting like 500 people. Yeah. That are just in your grade, like this one picture. You know, it's just very. I don't know. It just takes like it takes like common teenage tropes and like blows them way out of proportion yeah exactly that's for dramatic effect Mm -hmm. and like to fear monger to like exactly evoke that feeling of like i don't want to say terror because fear (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was like trying to try to like access my inner thesaurus but (laughs) yeah no yeah 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 fear well yeah and i just i don't like it. it it feels very much like um like when when performance troops would like come to your school and do like really dramatic performances about like drinking and driving or like smoking weed not to say that like drinking and driving aren't serious but you know those types of things that are specifically like supposed to scare teenagers out of like doing stuff it kind of feels like it's going for that except at the same time it's like glorifying suicide so it's not going for that like yeah netflix well and i, I, I brought it up earlier when we were talking the book go ask alice and like <laughs> yeah. that book does the same thing it definitely like instills fear in you and i like i remember reading it and was being like okay like that was I, I enjoyed the book. I thought it was yeah. good, but I wasn't like super afraid, but it got a yeah. lot of backlash because, it, yeah. well, first of all, it portrayed itself as a true story and true. it wasn't, but it did a lot of the same things that 13 Reasons Why did. Like, Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, it's interesting that it got backlash for portraying itself as a true story because while Netflix doesn't try in any way to portray the 13 Reasons Why as a true story, they, after the controversy, tried to say that their reasoning for making 13 Reasons Why was to like bring awareness and that to me is like almost just as bad as as saying something's a true story if it's not yeah because it's just it's just not bringing awareness like that's just not what it's doing in any way shape or form 
Like, <laughs> yeah, because like if they were honest and they were like, we just wanted to like make this book into a TV show just because we thought it was yeah. a good book and like we wanted to capitalize on that. Like, okay, I like the honesty. Yeah, you but, know, like, I bullshit, don't agree, like, but oh, I can at least like, oh, we need to bring awareness to it. It's like that. No. That was definitely an afterthought. That's not. Yeah, that it. It was an afterthought to kind of save their asses, and it's not. It's just not what it's doing. The only way that this show is is bringing awareness about suicide is if. You literally did not know that suicide was a thing. Like, you literally did not understand the concept of suicide whatsoever. Yeah. Then sure, maybe this show can make you aware of the fact that suicide exists. (laughs) But besides that, like, it's just not (laughs) doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. So our sixth reason that this this show sucks has to do with kind of the, the writing. The Black women in this show, like the Black female characters, and the characters of color in general, I don't think are, like, treated very great by the writing staff. I think that a lot of the, I mean, the Black women definitely and the women of color as a whole are kind of vilified by the story. I don't want to get into, like, too many specifics because if people haven't watched the show, they, don't, they won't really know. But first of all, there's only two Black women in this show. So the fact fact that they managed to kind of vilify both of those characters is like mm, seems a little okay. uh, messed up yeah yeah seems a little lacking yeah and there, there's um a latin man as well who is gay and at first i was happy about it because i was like oh that's good you know representation but then he's just kind of a stereotypical character and it's a little bit disappointing so yeah that that's really all i have to say about that like i can cite specific storylines but i won't go into it because not i'm sure not everybody has watched the show i talked about earlier when we were talking yeah um they they copped out with making like a person of color and part of the like lgbtq community like putting them in the same character because they're like oh let's kill two birds with one stone a lot of shows do that and Mm -hmm. that's not that's not just a A lot of a lot of um predominantly white like white dominated shows do that that's the important it's like it's not you have the black gay best friend yes and then it's like it's that's so lazy it's so so frustrating to see Mm -hmm. to see them just being like oh we've checked all our diversity boxes with one character like ugh. Uh, yeah, emphasis on that happening in white-dominated shows because that is where it happens. And it definitely happens in this show. And I feel like that's just, like, also also common in, like, teenage shows. Like, shows aimed at high oh, schoolers. Yeah. Shows, in, shows in movies aimed at high schoolers. Mm-hmm. All the freaking Netflix original, like, TV shows and movies yeah. that are, like, teenage, like, geared towards teenagers are, like, very predominantly white. And then yeah. they have this, like, person of color as the best friend and Mm -hmm. they're also gay like hey yeah yeah. no i think you're i think you're totally right and netflix definitely has a pretty bad track record as far as that kind of stuff goes so like i said that's all i'm gonna say about it now you know if you go watch the show or if you have watched the show you know what i'm talking about they did sherry dirty they did not need to do it like that for no reason whatsoever moving on we we will be talking more about netflix and their bad decisions (laughs) yeah they're bad decisions and their upholding of of predominantly white shows but anyway moving on to the seventh reason that this show fucking sucks ass numero seven like we've mentioned this like probably like a thousand times by now but the show like actively seems like it's glorifying suicide which is super toxic like that is because it is glorifying suicide. <laughs> yeah, like that is 
horrifying. Please no. I I don't want to say that that was their intention, just because I don't ever want to think that that's anybody's intention. But like at the end of the day, uh, in this situation, the intention doesn't really matter. The the actual content is what matters. Because of that, because of the show, there was a 28.9% increase in suicide rates in United States youth between ages of 10 and 17 in the month after the show was released. That is so scary. Nearly 30% of like 30% more suicides because of that show. Like, I mean, okay, correlation is not causation. But no, but we've seen stuff like this happen before. I mean, when yeah. Kurt Cobain committed suicide, a bunch of teenage girls also committed suicide because of yeah. it. So, you know, it's not like it's not like people don't and professionals and experts don't know that this is what happens when there's some kind of like huge media fixation on suicide. Like it it happens. And those those statistics are from the the National Institute of Mental Health. So if you don't agree with us, you can take it up with them. Also, ages 10 to 17, 10 10 That's so sad. Like, I don't even want to think about that. Like, that's awful. It's awful. And and that's what happens when, when you produce shows like this. Like, when you let this, when you put this kind of content out there. Like, I get it. Freedom of speech. I am not for censorship. And I will be talking about that later on in this list. I am not pro-censorship. But, like, I am pro-thinking about what the fuck you're putting out into the world. Especially yeah. if you have a large audience. Like, think think about things. Don't just do things for profit. It's It's awful. One of the quotes that stuck out that stuck out to me, it was in the Psychology Today article, and it was a psychologist, clinical psychologist named Ijoma Aluo. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but they said that um, in describing 13 Reasons Why, they said it's the ultimate fantasy of teen suicidal ideation, which like, come on. Like, come on. Like, and it's true because it is because it's it it promotes the idea that you can kind of solve all of your problems and like right all of the wrongs that have been done to you by committing suicide as an act of revenge, which is just not a thing. Like you cannot commit suicide as an act of revenge. Because revenge kind of implies that you're around to like see the results yeah to feel and reap the emotional benefits of stabbing your mortal enemy or whatever but hannah we're not condoning murder here by the way either oh yeah definitely not condoning murder guys but (laughs) but you get what i'm saying right like it it, absolutely like you kind of have to be alive (laughs) to really take revenge on somebody so the fact that this show like kind of presents it like like that's a solution is harmful also the fact that she just like blames her suicide on everybody else like let's get into that (laughs) like i understand i understand that like there are factors and there are reasons behind like nobody just like just like fuck it I'm gonna kill myself like I'm sure there have been people but like but most suicide is like there's things building up to it but like Mm -hmm. it's it's a personal decision and it's like the the show kind of takes takes the blame away from Hannah and like completely takes the blame away from her yeah and it just like puts it on all these other people and you're like dang these people kind of suck like they made hannah kill herself and it's like no hannah killed herself because she wanted to yes bad things happened to her absolutely i'm not like Mm -hmm. denying that but like Mm -hmm. she's the one who makes the 
ultimate decision to end her life. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. Is that like, yes, the show the show makes it out as... And Clay, the main, the main character, pushes this narrative on everybody the entire time, too. It's like, we need to take responsibility for our part in Hannah's death. And like, push it, the show... So therefore, the show pu- pushes the narrative that all of these kids are responsible for her death in some way. And yes, in real life, everybody has their reasons for you know, deciding to take their life. But ultimately, the main reason that somebody decides to take their life is usually, most of the time, because of mental illness. That is the that is the main reason. It's like, you know, like, obviously bad things happen to Hannah throughout the show. But it's more important when you're dealing with any sort of media about a suicidal character, it's more important to look at the why is suicide the option that this character is gravitating towards, you know, rather than, oh, she did this because everybody else did this other stuff to her. It's like, no, you need to be looking at why why do bad things happen to this person? And then they decide that that's the route that they're going to take, you know, because not everybody does. Plenty of people are bullied. Plenty of people experience sexual assault, unfortunately, like plenty of people like experience violence and trauma and don't don't commit suicide, you know, because they don't have that sort of underlying mental issue that would lead them down that path. So like that's that's ultimately it. It's like we talked about too how you know from the get go that Hannah is dead, but the show very much does not make it seem that way. Yeah, the show like I remember thinking it was gonna be some kind of like weird plot twist. Like, oh just kidding, she's still alive. Like still alive. Mm -hmm. And you you mentioned like we never see her dead body. We never see it like confirmed. No, 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 no. They don't they do not show her dead body. They do not show a funeral. They do not show even a grave with her name on it. There's nothing that seals the the kind of finality of death, yeah. which is really important to highlight when you are talking about suicide. It's like, no, this is a decision that can potentially be final. Like you cannot renege on this decision whatsoever you know and there's no sense of that in the show at all like they make it seem like like she's still alive like I'm not surprised that you thought that it was going to be like oh plot twist like Hannah was just hiding she did a Huckleberry Finn haha so funny you know yeah like I'm not surprised that you thought that and it's like if if Netflix was really like keen on like bringing awareness to it I think they would have they would have shown some sort of dead body Mm -hmm. like that that would have been like honestly I mean, maybe not a wholly redeeming factor, but like that would have yeah, that would have been more believable that they were trying to bring awareness to suicide and suicide prevention. That's a that's a good point. And I think that brings us to our next point, which is our eighth our eighth reason that this show sucks so much and it's that the show mishandles the representation of suicide. So we we separated glorification of suicide and mishandling representation of suicide into two different points because Honestly, we we think that they are two different points. We both agree that a show or a movie or any sort of media can definitely mishandle the way that they represent suicide um, without glorifying it. Because, you know, sometimes there's just not very accurate portrayals, but they're not necessarily exploitative or glorifying in any way. You just look at it and you're like, oh, you know, that's not the most, you know, psychologically accurate. I think they're Um, related, but definitely related and can go hand in hand a lot of the time. But I don't think that they always go hand in hand. While we're talking about the way that they 
13 Reasons Why I Completely Mishandled Suicide. Let me reference the National Institute for Mental Health. They have a list of core principles for reporting suicide. You know, it's mostly for mainstream media, I think, but it definitely applies to like any sort of media, regardless of whether it's fictional or not. Right. Yeah. The first one is avoiding explicit descriptions or pictures of the location or method of death. Check, check. Not using sensationistic headlines or language that normalizes suicide. Check, check. Contextualizing the death rather than describing suicide as inexplicable or without warning. Reporting on suicide as a public health problem, including providing accurate information about suicide facts and suicide prevention efforts simply yeah. and then, did not exist <laughs> um highlighting stories of successful coping and describing how and where people can get help absolutely not <laughs> yeah I would no argue checks. that they did the op- yeah I would ar- argue that they did the opposite of that yeah so we don't think that Netflix followed any of those guidelines if you've seen the show you can make your own decision about that if you haven't seen the show you can just trust us because we're right. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I have some more quotes here. The first one is from Anna Silman, clinical psychologist. And she said, despite devoting 13 hours to the subject, 13 Reasons Why offers very little insight into the psychology of suicide. Who was Hannah Baker before everything fell apart? And why did the particular cruelties of high school hit her with such irreparable force? Which is true. I I hadn't really thought about that until I read that quote. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, we don't really know that much about Hannah. Besides the fact that she killed herself yeah. and like the events leading up to that you know but besides that like who is she who, why yeah. why did this stuff hit her so hard that she thought she needed to take her own you know like it the show doesn't go into that at all um and then the other quote is from dr john ackerman and it says it is unrealistic for someone especially a teenager in the midst of an emotional crisis to construct an elaborate series of tapes all the while maintaining a sarcastic witty and glib tone towards people she blames for her decision to end her life i mean go off like i yeah like (laughs) literally okay yes i get it's fictional but like come on she's not gonna like ha 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 like oh my gosh cracking jokes and like well did you realize that you were the reason i ended my life (laughs) literally (laughs) xoxo gossip girl like that's literally literally what it sounds like at some points i loved reading reading these quotes because all these mental health professionals i was like Go off. Like, <laughs> dunked on. Dunked on. And then moving on to number nine. We were kind of uh, pissed. So basically, we found out that Netflix cut the original suicide scene. And I know, I know yeah. that we talked about how much we hated that original scene. But it they took it out before they aired the third season. And we... I don't know. I think we touched on this a little bit earlier in this episode. Yeah. Like the reason we think that they did that is because for marketing reasons, because people are going to be like, oh, season three of this show came out. And if they haven't seen the show before, they're going to go back and watch season one. And if they take out the horribly graphic suicide scene, then maybe people will keep watching, especially like younger viewers. And they'll get less backlash, maybe. Exactly. 
So I think we think it was like a kind of like a capitalist based cop out. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. I, I mentioned I was like, I feel like it's kind of like disrespectful to people who watched the show and were like scarred by it. I.e. Yeah. us. Yes. Netflix. And then, and send then me just a check. check it out. Yeah. 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 There's there's no evidence for that freaking scene. Like, oh yeah, I watched yeah. the scene and people are like, what? That doesn't exist. And you're like, I it's vividly like a Man- remember. Mandela effect. Like people are like, no. I genuinely did not know that they did this until we were doing research for this episode and I was baffled. It's kind of a double-edged sword because it's like, on the one hand, like, yeah, I'm glad that that scene does not exist anymore to traumatize more viewers. Right. But also, I said before, I don't like censorship. And it, it, this this feels very a la Disney cutting out, like, racist scenes from, like, old Disney cartoons rather than confronting them and, like, facing them head on and apologizing for them and like taking responsibility you know that's why way out yeah exactly it is a weenie way out netflix you netflix y'all bunch of weenies (laughs) (laughs) netflix execs be at weenie hut jr (laughs) editing this scene out of 13 reasons why like so you know i am i'm glad that it's gone but i'm also mad that netflix took that that cowardly route instead of taking responsibility like we we talked about they could have they could have released a version of the show that was like teen friendly and that was more like addressing the issues and then they could have had like continued to have the like more explicit version yeah for like older audiences so that it would be like the audience choice instead of netflix making you that sorry i just said all of that through a giant yawn (laughs) (laughs) well then it would be audience's choice instead of netflix making the executive decision yeah Yeah, i i agree and and we know it can be done i mean i'm not going to say we all saw it but a lot of us saw the black mirror freaking bandersnatch episode that they did where literally it was like a choose your own adventure like on netflix which i'm not saying that they should make 13 reasons why like that because oh dear i am laughing but that would be terrible no not like that but i'm i'm using that as an example like netflix fully has the capacity and the money and the means to like make two different versions of this show fuck you netflix i'm so bad at netflix (laughs) yeah i feel like seven out of our 13 reasons are just like fucking netflix just netflix Our reason number 10 is a little bit lighter than the rest of our reasons, and it's just going to give us a a chance to dunk on a character, which is um, uh, Clay is the worst. You wrote here, Clay is the worst TM. I mean, he is literally, he's just so annoying. He's so sanctimonious, like so freaking like, let's respect Hannah. Like, shut the fuck up, Clay. Like, I'm sick of you. It's almost like it's almost like he's conveying the entire tone of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, yeah, you were like sanctimonious, annoying, and I'm like, oh. Like the rest I of the get show. It now. Yeah. Like the they show. were being maybe respect Netflix. They were being hella meta with that. Like Yeah. Oh my goodness. He also yeah. also, no offense to the actor who plays Clay, but he just has the most punchable face 
<laughs> he does. I think it's especially when he has that little like shocked look on his face where he's like, <gasps> his eyebrows are a little bit scrunched together. Like his mouth is a little bit open. Before he has like the, the second before he has like a mental breakdown, like the face that he makes. Yeah. Before like mental breakdown number five of the season thus far. Nervous breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. All right. Well, okay. We got our giggles out. <laughs> we needed some reason on this list that was like at least a little bit more light that yeah. we could kind of clown for a minute because this is uh this, this is, is actually infuriating. Yeah, it's a it's like a little bit draining. Like just thinking about yeah, the show. Like, about I don't know if you felt the energy level <laughs> drop. <laughs> but oh, anyway. time to move on. Yeah, to our continued list reason. of eleventh so reason. <laughs> reason eleven um is that they just portray the adults in the show as like really dumb and like pretty dismissive of everything like parents i'm not saying every parent ever knows what's going on with their kids and they don't know everything that's going on with their kids but kids if if we have any children listeners i don't think we do but like your parents they know what you're doing they're not stupid they know what's up they were your age once like that is something that you have to realize like but all the parents and all the adults in this show somehow just know they're so oblivious they they're just like living in this adult world it's kind of like in peanuts when the parents talk like <laughs> like you can't understand what they're saying yeah <laughs> yeah like me listening to my zoom lecture for <laughs> real <laughs> But they, they live in like a, like the parents and adults just live in like a separate world than these teenagers. And it, it just like exercises that dichotomy between adults and teens and like just puts like a hard and fast line between them mm-hmm. that like makes mm-hmm. the teens not feel like they can reach out to their adults in their lives because the adults are like just they don't care and they're just dumb yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna quote that psychology today article at you again they said 13 reasons why doesn't show what people can do to help prevent a suicide death and i think that like you said like it a big part of that is that it portrays the parents and it portrays the teachers as dismissive and dumb. And it's like also as teachers, like teachers. Speak on it. Speak on it, future teacher. <laughs> Got a future teacher in the building and she's about to speak on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like all the teachers in the show also just they're they're in that same realm of, as like the parents. They just they don't care and they're oblivious. And of course, we've all had those teachers who suck. No doubt about it. But this this show portrays every teacher as being like dumb and hating students and like not caring about their students. It's like, I don't know, like high school teachers are some of the most like caring people on the planet. They genuinely care about like all of their students well being. And if you approached your high school teachers, most of them would be genuinely concerned and like try and figure out a way to help you get better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in the show, it's like, nope, you're kind of dumb, Hannah. Bye. 
Well, bringing it back to like to the fact that there are shitty teachers out there in the world, at the very least, teachers and school staff are mandated reporters. Yeah. And in the show, Hannah directly goes to her guidance counselor, who by the way, is another another black character and he's like the worst. He's the worst guidance counselor I've ever seen. I didn't even think about that character when we were talking about that earlier, but again, a very vilified character. He's the worst. He's He's a shitty guidance counselor. She goes to him and tells him about the sexual assault that happened to her. And he's just dismissive, only dismissive. He basically is like, well, if you don't want to confront the guy and, and you don't want to tell me who it is, then there's there's nothing I can do. Sorry, you just have to move on. I'm like, no, no. Like, I would hope that that doesn't happen ever. I'm sure that it has happened before and it shouldn't. But like I said, at the very least, school staff are mandated reporters, which means like if they have word that abuse is happening, that a crime has occurred to they a by student, law have to yes, report it. I, I don't know what happens in the future of that show, but like if it came out that Hannah had reported that to that guidance counselor and he didn't say anything, I'm sure he would have at the very least been fired. You know, like it, it's it's bad. And and like you said, it, it's a very bad message to send to the young audience that's watching. That's like, if you're going through this, no adult around you understands what's going on and they're going to just dismiss you and not do anything to help you. Yeah. Um, and like, it also kind of paints suicide as like only a teen condition. Because mm, it's like- That's a really good adults commit suicide as well like it, yeah. it's not it's a it's the a universe like we saw we read earlier 10 year olds like our well 10 year olds and all the way up to to old people there there yeah. was a i literally knew a man recently who committed suicide and it was really sad and he was old he was much older yeah so like it, it you're right it doesn't affect just teenagers that's a really good point in that regard to portraying that all the adults in your life aren't going to understand and aren't going to do anything to help you is even worse because it, it's just not true like odds yeah. are at least one adult you reach out to may actually have experience with suicidal ideation or suicidal thoughts or anything like that because it's unfortunately something that a lot of people go through absolutely yeah uh, the, just the portrayal is just like it's untrue and it's just unfair super unfair adults and to teachers yeah and to future teachers like tag win (laughs) (laughs) we're getting real close to the end here our 12th reason that this show sucks so much is actually something that happens in the second season of the show but i thought that it was so badly mishandled by the show that it's very much worth talking about even though we mostly focused on the first season because neither of us gave a shit or wanted to watch the rest of the seasons of this show. So 12th reason here. Literally the worst handling of a school shooter situation that I've ever seen because yes, you heard that correctly. There is a school shooter situation in the second season of this show that I believe is alluded to at the end of the the first season. Basically what happens is that Clay, our main character, is at a school dance and he somehow gets word that another student that he knows is planning to come and literally shoot up the dance. Which, that is a very sensitive topic. at this time. This show came out in 2017. That means the second season came out in 2018. So very prevalent topic at the time. Very prevalent topic even now is something that happens a lot in this country, unfortunately, and is really scary. So after Clay finds out that 
his friend is, or his classmate is literally outside about to come in and shoot up their school. He decides to not alert the authorities, not alert the adults, not alert any of his classmates and say like, hey, y'all might want to start locking doors. Instead, he goes out and personally confronts the shooter. And this is just, just, can I tie this back into number 10? This is why Clay is literally the worst. Literally the worst. He did not tell anybody. He personally confronts the shooter and succeeds succeeds in getting him to not follow through with his plan and this is just about the worst possible fucking message that you could send to any young impressionable person watching this show living in the time that we're living in in the u.s don't do that guys don't do that like if you somehow get any sort of word that any sort of attack is gonna happen tell somebody immediately like alert an adult immediately alert the authorities immediately like get out of there also tell your fucking classmates to leave the premises literally clay is the worst for that because if if he had failed homeboy would have gone into the school and shot up all of them which clay could have easily prevented by telling them i mean even if he wanted to confront this guy Mm -hmm. he could have told everybody get out yes and i'm gonna go talk to him or at the very least lock the door yeah like get out of here lock the door something he didn't tell anyone he did not tell just lock the doors yeah he did not tell a single soul and in all reality he would have gotten shot and lots more people would have died (laughs) Yeah. So that's in season two, but I had to bring it up for this because it's fucking ridiculous. Like just another aspect of the show that's fucking ridiculous, like completely ridiculous message and really exploitative for just drama. You know, like we can add school shooters to the list of, of topics that this show show exploits for the sake of, yeah. of the drama. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Guys, we made it. <laughs> we made it to our 13th reason. 13th reason. Our 13th reason. 13th reason. Mm-hmm. Why? 13 reasons. Why sucks? Tell Sorry. us. Tell us the 13th reason that this show fucking sucks. Well, this once again has to do with Netflix. Mm, and big surprise. Their decision to continue making the show. <laughs> that is our <laughs> biggest qualm with the show it did not need to be more than one season like Like they did enough damage in one season a that beat the plot fucking ended like it is there is in my mind there is nothing that can continue and then somehow there's four seasons there's four seasons i didn't even know there was four until you told me that literally like a day ago yeah and because i looked it up on netflix and <laughs> there's four seasons so upset i'm so upset and can, can i just can i do our little rundown real quick to yes, make everybody really so we talked about how um netflix has issues with promoting very white dominant shows netflix also has issues with tending to cancel the shows that they make that are POC and by POC focused. So I went ahead and made a little list of all of the shows since 2017 when 13 Reasons Why aired that are POC or by POC focused that have been canceled <laughs> since 13 Reasons Why has continued to be renewed to a fourth season. And that list includes 
Sense8, The Get Down, Luke Cage, All About the Washingtons, Seven Seconds, One Day at a Time, Tuca and Birdie, Trinkets, and She's Gotta Have It. There That's might a be lot more. Of shows. Those are a ton of shows that got canceled after one season, two seasons, many that got canceled after one season, and almost all of which focus on black characters. So it's a it's a fucking federal offense to me that Netflix has continued to promote release seasons racism. of 13 Reasons Why. Yeah, while ca- while canceling these other shows that as far as a lot of the reading I did, uh a lot of them had pretty good followings. So, <laughs> yeah. These are a lot of shows that I remember people like petitioning like keep this show going because we love it. Yeah, we tried with Sensei we tried with the get down. Sorry, y'all. We didn't win. I loved Tuca and Birdie. That show only got one season. It was so good. It was so good. It was just Ali Wong and Tiffany Haddish just as birds. What? It's a little cartoon. It's so cute. You got to watch it. Watch it. Guys, watch Tuca and Birdie. Watch any of the shows that I just listed that got canceled instead of watching um, 13 Reasons Why. A, for your sanity, and B, so that Netflix stops making seasons of this god awful show and honestly it's really disheartening to me that there is four seasons of it because that means that it must still be getting a pretty significant viewing and i imagine at this point that that viewing is consistent of younger teenagers and that makes me very upset well because it's like it's also like teenagers love things that are like edgy Mm -hmm. and this show is absolutely edgy like oh my gosh i saw a scene where someone killed themselves oh my gosh i saw a scene where someone gets raped like oh i'm not i'm not saying that like that is edgy actually but like that is like the kind of things that like teenagers Mm -hmm. and high schoolers eat Mm -hmm. up like they love that shock value yeah exactly yeah well that that's it. That's our thirteen reasons from reason one to reason thirteen. I think this show is trash, and nobody can convince me otherwise. I would concur with that sentiment. <laughs> and once again, we are blaming Netflix for that. Once again, we are disappointed <laughs> by a corporation. When will we learn? Um, that's all we got. This was a uh, this was a really heated. <laughs> heated episode um thanks for listening uh thank you for not watching 13 reasons why or not continuing to watch 13 reasons why um go ahead and actually like tweet at netflix to cancel 13 reasons why after you listen to this episode and you can tweet at us if you want to at psych channel pod you can follow us on instagram at psych channel pod or you can send us a gmail at psych channel pod at gmail.com that's our favorite one. Um, follow us on Spotify. Follow us on iTunes. Leave us some iTunes reviews. We love it when we get reviews. It's super awesome and it makes it us really, really cool. happy. Yeah, we, we really like it. We really freak out if we get a review. So please leave us a review. And it actually helps us a lot if you leave a review. That's good. So thank you. <laughs> That's all we have. I mean, send us your dreams, I guess. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Can we oh, oh.